Welcome back to Inside Wyoming Cowboys Athletics here on wyomingathletics.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. I'm Jason Griefer. The man is back here with us. Uh, Jeff King, once again, joining us here to talk about the spring sports athletes. Uh, Jeff, good to be back here on with you again. I know it's we, we had to kind of take the winter off for some outside reasons, and uh, but uh, good to have you back here and uh, really looking forward to us seeing what we've got on tap. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's good to see you. Good to be here. I appreciate it and I'm um, excited about this spring season. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of things to get to because there's a we're just kind of getting going here in the in the in the seasons as well since it's the first week of April. Uh, let's jump into it. Let's talk about your baseball team. So uh, we're starting a defense of a league championship. Not a bad way to start a show. We're talking about the defending league champs, but uh, some uh, some league competition coming up this week. You got a couple against Indian Hill, a couple against uh, uh, Deer Park. And so I'm curious, you know, kind of in the early going here and, and in the offseason work leading up to the uh, regular season and now kind of the start of the meat of the CHL schedule, uh, how much have the coaches been able to learn about kind of this newer version of this team? And maybe where do you think that this team is compared to the league champs from a year ago, kind of at this early stage? Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're definitely learned that this is a really, really committed group. And we lost some great talent last year, um, you know, including League Player of the Year, Brennan Pagan, losing someone like that, and Elijah Dennis, um, you know, amongst some others. So it's it's a rebuilding year in that aspect, but it's one that we know that we can get back to where we were. Um, you know, Drew Mock has stepped up, Aiden Melvin stepped up, and we got some really good young talent coming up here that um, I, I think is going to be able to lead us just some success this year. Luke Taylor has been a leader all off season and some guys working really, really hard, putting in some extra work, getting in the batting cage, getting some extra throws in, um, doing a lot of work in the weight room in the off season. And we're excited about where we are. We're off to a pretty good start. You mentioned Brandon Pagan and, and we talked about him a lot over the last couple of years, obviously a phenomenal career at Wyoming. It seemed like every, every sports season, we were talking about something crazy he was doing, whether it's football, obviously baseball, you know, he, obviously he's a tremendous athlete. I'm curious if early in the season, if you're maybe still seeing some of the uh, residual effects of his leadership on this group, as far as knowing what it takes to win early on in the season, especially now that they have the target on their back as the league champs. I think you see it, but I mean, that's honestly not even just, just true about baseball. It's kind of just true about life here with the student body, um, the, the type of legacy that Brennan Pagan left. So, um, but he, he left such a great um, foundation of leadership and the winning culture that we know we want to keep moving forward. And um and keep up with kind of what he's instilled with the young guys coming up. Another student athlete that we've talked about a lot over the last year or so, kind of is seemingly in every season her name pops up, and it's Natalie Barth. Kind of what what she does, is she's a, kind of the epitome of student athlete because it doesn't seem like you can ever get her off the field or off the court or whatever the case may be. But, uh, you know, she's you know, top pitcher for your uh, softball program. You know, obviously, you get a nice ten-two uh, road win over Roger Bacon. Uh, most recently, she only gave up four hits and going the distance uh, in that one. She also knocked in two runs at the plate, so you know she can get it done on both sides uh, of the field. She's going into her junior campaign, and you've got some other players kind of coming in in behind her, kind of figuring out how things go uh, within the program within the league. So, how much do you feel like, and maybe the coaches feel like, she's being counted on? maybe especially early on uh, in order for this softball program to get where the baseball program is and challenge for the top spot. 
Yeah, I mean, because she has big shoes to fill, and it was a really good season last year for our softball program. But, you know, you said it. We're really excited. She's only a junior. Um, she stepped into this spot in, in such a great way. She's got some great leadership. Vanessa Rosander, Margaret Brink off of that team. Um, they're, they're ready to kind of put a run together. We're kind of in the same. You know, we had some tough challenges at the beginning of last season, just like we did with this season. We know we have some tough league play coming up as well. Um, but we're really excited about where they are to hopefully build off of the success that they had. You know, we want to be able to challenge Taylor for the top spot in the league um, that, that they've kind of been able to hold on to for a while. But um, we like the culture she's building. And it, it all starts with her um, on the mound there. And she, she's doing a really great job. When you see a team like Taylor doing what they did, particularly last year, and it seemed like they just they steamrolled everybody. Uh, as good as that team was a year ago. Do, do, are they looking at this kind of year as we'll worry about Taylor when we play them? Do, they, do you even keep an eye on that thing, or do you just try and focus on let's, t- let's try and take care of the teams we should take care of, and when the Taylor game comes, roll the ball out and see what happens? I think it's a little bit of both, right? You have to know when when they're coming up, but I think we, you know we we got to take it one game at a time, especially in a sport like softball, like baseball. You're playing so many games, you have to take it one game at a time because you take you know you, you overstep one team or you overlook one team, and you know here you are, you can get yourself in a little bit of a hole. But we had a nice win um, over Roger Bacon, and okay. excited to build off a little bit, hopefully this week. Um, moving forward, playing Indian Hill. So it's a game that we look forward to it, but we also have some unfinished business with kind of, you know, how we were knocked out last season in the yeah, tournament. Yeah. So it's it's there right there, but we're definitely taking it one game at a time. How is it for you to see kind of that other end of things when you look at it? Because a lot with a lot, what I mean by this, a lot of the Wyoming athletics programs, they're looked at as like the beacon is as far as the CHL goes. You are the program that has the target on your back. You can name the sport from the fall, winter, and even the spring sports there. What's that like from your perspective? We kind of see the other end of that where you know there's another program in the league to say they're the top team and we have to go up to get them. That's a different thing than we're used to talking about at Wyoming. It is, but we kind of, you know, we're blessed to be able to say that, but we we also understand that we have a target on our back no matter where we are in the league standings every single time that we come out to play. Um, and Taylor has the big target on their back with softball, and, and we're excited to hopefully, you know, raise up our program, play in the, in the bar there for the softball program, which we have the girls that we can do it. We have the coaching staff that can do it, and they've put in a lot of really great work. It, it's, it's hard to see, but we love the competition. Mm-hmm. And it's a very good league to get that competition, as you said, to try and right the wrongs of the uh, the state tournament from a year ago. Of course, that's obviously a ways off there. So uh, we'll uh, move on here and uh, t- talk about another program that's kind of a uh, kind of having to build itself back up, and that's your boys lacrosse program. We talked a lot last year about kind of just the the roster attrition, whether it's just injuries or just seemed like anything that could happen to this roster to the roster last year happened to it, and it didn't play in your favor, unfortunately. And uh, we're looking at this year off to an 0-3 start with a lot of younger players having to step in, a lot of freshmen and a lot of soft- sophomores being asked to step into the varsity level. And this is a very gr- growing and a very, very competitive sport lacrosse is anymore, both on the boys' and the girls' side. We'll talk about the girls here uh, in a minute. But right now, they're taking their lumps early on in the season kind of struggling to score and and defense has kind of got him a couple of times here as well. You do have the next four at home, however, uh, starting tonight against Walnut Hills. I'm wondering how they're approaching this coming home stretch, knowing on the back end of that, and somebody needs to talk to the schedule maker about this. you got a lot of games on the road coming up at the back end of April. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's funny. And going into this, I knew you were going to ask me about that because if you look at actually both of our lacrosse schedules, it's very heavy for the boys at home at first. Very, What'd you do to them? It's hey, it, it just happened to end up being up being that way. It's <laughs> something we'll work on. I, I think going into next year to hopefully shift some things. <laughs> but it's um. You, you know what? We'll be able to – for the girls, we're going to get used to playing on the road. But for the boys, going back to them, um, it, it's yeah. nice It's nice with a new coach, kind of in, like you said, rebuilding with some young players, being able to get some games at, at home under your belt. We're, we're playing a really tough schedule, just like we did last year. But Coach Sawyer, um, you know, he's ready for it. We, we really like how – we like how we're playing. We're playing very tough. We just got to put some things together. Um, and then getting on the road towards the end of the season, it, you know, we've talked about this kind of several – many times – Going into the tournament, it can help. It can help you out with tournament play, playing some on the road, playing some tough opponents. So, um, it's just some things. I think we got some things to work out with some young talent, new coaching staff, but definitely excited about how they're playing and the effort they're putting on the field. What kind of expectations were you thinking of this season for this program? As you said, you've got a brand new coaching staff. You had to replace a lot of players from a year ago. And as we talked about, a lot of freshmen and sophomores being asked to step in at the varsity level, maybe in some cases before they're fully ready to do it. Uh, did you have those discussions with the coaching staff and with Jan Wilking to say, okay, we may take our lumps early on, but uh, this this might be also a good building block for the going forward? Yeah, we knew it was going to be um, a, a tough season with, with the personnel that we have, but it was one that we know that we're going to put the effort in. They, they put in a ton of great work in the offseason. Um, and then also right now is practicing, preparing for every single game. So it, it's just one where, hey, we love the effort that we're putting on the field. There's just some execution things that I think we got to get down. And yeah. it's, it's, it's young talent, you know, learning to play together more and more as a team at the, at the varsity level. Because we have a lot of guys yeah. that have played together in young and you know the when they were younger in different club leagues and all that and it's just a little bit different when you get to the varsity level at the high school sure. and, and I think once we start putting that together it's going to be a really great program well and there's no mercy as far as that goes from day in and day out no one no one's feeling sorry for you as you said particularly you know everybody looks at Wyoming and says okay we better bring our a stuff no matter the sport so uh we'll see how that develops in the coming weeks here on the show or on the girls side uh, they're in the middle of an eight-game stretch on the road. So, again, Jeff, how dare you? But uh, coming off most recently, a, a big loss to Marymont, that's not I, – I, to me, I look at that as an outlier because Marymont's only the defending state champions. You know, it's just unfortunate that you're in, you're in the league with them. So that's a powerhouse program uh, for sure. But, you know, two and two outside of that uh, one thus far, and kind of scoring has been all over the place. Well, we've seen some low scoring games. We've also seen some shootouts. So we know the potential is there on both sides of the ball uh, for your team. Uh, what do you and the coaching staff kind of make of the start of the season with the kind of ebbs and flows and maybe perceived ups and downs that you've had thus far? And again, setting that Marymont one to the side because they won the state title last year and they may do it again this year. Well, it's, it's one where I talked with coach Crawford at the beginning of the season, just kind of about the schedule and, um, it, it's funny. He actually doesn't even really, he doesn't care when we have home games, when we have away games, many like much like, you know, most of our coaches are, they just want to go play, but it, he does want always the toughest competition. And you look at the schedule that we have, uh, starting oh. off with, starting off with Mason, you know, going up to Bexley, it, it, it's a really, really tough schedule. A lot of division one schools. Then, like you said, I know you said, you know, set it Marymont aside, but we, we want to get to the point where we're not setting them aside. It's we're competing with them every single mm -hmm. year to be at the top of our league and to be at the top of the state. You know, getting knocked out in regionals by them last year, it, it's another sense of unfinished business where we know we can yeah. get back there. 
we got to get some girls back healthy a little bit on that team. Um, and this road stretch is just a really good challenge um, to see where we're at, especially come tournament time. Well, and you're not going to play at home during the during the during the state tournament anyway. You're, you're going to have to go somewhere and likely beat right. someone to do that there. Uh, in terms of the schedule, we, we've talked here in, in particular as coaching staff as well. They want to play as strong of a, a schedule uh, as you can. I'm curious, though, for, for a team that's kind of kind of on the rise, it, it's up and coming. It, it's it's continuing to get better and better. How do you balance making a schedule? that you get that tough competition, but you don't overschedule the tough, tough competition and perhaps take away some of the confidence from your student athletes, knowing that, oh gosh, here we go again. Here's another one. How do you go about that balance to not overload the schedule and potentially wear your team out physically and mentally? Well, it comes a lot from the preparation that our coaching staff puts in, but then also building upon what we had last year. You know, we lost some really great talent on that team from last year, but with that, we knew that we can compete with anybody. And being able to be a part of a program that we want to keep growing the lacrosse program here at Wyoming, we know we got to go out and we got to show up against those really tough schools throughout the state. And we're excited to do so every single week. And when we know that we can compete with them and we show that, it's, it's exciting for us. Even if we come up short a little bit, we know that we're building up towards that point. Towards that point. Yeah, and sometimes, as the old adage goes, the final score doesn't always tell the story. And so, you know, it, but even though, that said, you've got a couple of nice wins uh, already to boot uh, early on in the season. Let's switch the gears and let's move on to the tennis court and talk about your tennis program. They're getting started this week, and uh, they're hitting it full, st- full steam this week. You've got Walnut Hills, Harrison, St. X, McNick, another – loaded start to a season uh, for an athletic program here. But uh, nevertheless, outside of that, give, give us a name or two that we'll be talking about, maybe a name or two that Cowboys fans can keep keep their eye on as the season progresses. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're excited about what Tom, Thompson Blake can do, Donnie Kaplan can do, and we're really excited about um, the coach T- Tony Brock and Tom Tobias working together, coming back this year and being a new part of the staff. Um, we lost a gross, g- great coach. Um, Dave, Dave Tanner from last season, but he really helped prepare this team um, for some success. We're looking to get back, you know, to compete at the state level um, for that tennis team. And like you said, that schedule is going to really help to decide where we're at. Um, We're excited to get started today. So we're opening up the season today, but they've been really putting on, they've put in the work so much this season where, you know, we haven't had great weather every all the, all the time. And when they've been able to get to different points, you know, um, use different aspects of our facility, whether the indoor or the gym, um, and just kind of little pockets to always get great work in, we're excited about where they're at. How important is that for you as an administrator to have that flexibility for your student athletes to train, to know if there is a day, you know, a typical Cincinnati spring where it's 35 degrees one day and 65 degrees the next day, that they can go inside when necessary to train so that, the, because it's particularly with tennis, you're not going to play every match when it's 35 degrees outside and wind and rain and all that kind of stuff. It's going to get warmer as the year goes on. How big of a luxury is that for you as an administrator to know you can go to your coaches and say, Hey, look, weather is going to be terrible today. We've got an opening inside, get your guys inside and train. Well, so we're really lucky to have that, but then what that does is just, that just increases the, you know, the size of the target on the back, on your back, because other teams know that, you know, you, you might have that possibility. So it's kind of where, yeah, we, we can, we can go and do that, but we need to make sure that we're showing up in the, in the success shows that we're putting in that extra work. And our coaches are definitely up to that challenge. 
Not only a track and field, speaking of a sport that's difficult to train for going into the season, because obviously it's, again, you're doing the bulk of it outside in a, in a Cincinnati spring, if you want to call it that, late or elongated winter, so to speak. But out at Elder over the weekend, unfortunately, we don't have time today to talk about every single runner or shot put discus athlete and what they did out there against some tough competition. But Joel Allen wins the discus, and I looked at the results. He won by 23 feet. He wins the shot put by six feet. That's not an easy thing to do. Have you ever thrown a shot put? <laughs> I have thrown a shot put in my day. How, how badly would Joel have beaten your distance? Um, well, so he, uh, he's got a little bit to go for, for, uh, for my school record, but, uh, I do, oh, think, uh, I do uh, think that he's going to get there. Oh, okay. Humble brag. Now, but now he, uh, I will, I will tell you this and I've told him this. I still think, I, I still think he's a better thrower than I was. And I think that he's going to get there, um, with my shot put record and he'll definitely get the discus record. I can't even come close to touching him on discus. That's for sure. Well, that's a good start for him, as you said, winning the discus by 23 feet and another one by six feet. Again, you get some very strong Division One programs uh, there. So I'm, I'm curious in that, in that from, from his perspective, what's he put into his offseason training and what have you been able to, to see in his training that's a, that allowed him to come out in this meet against a lot of Division One schools and just take him behind the woodshed? He's done something for throwers that we haven't seen as much, even something that I didn't, did, didn't do coming up, is he did a lot of work in the offseason, actually competed in the indoor level as well, um, went to the state meet up at, up at the Spire Institute in Cleveland. And um, he, he just knows that those two records are what he's stri uh, striving for, and he he's going to get them. It's just a matter of when. But what he's done in the weight room – and everything in preparation, working on different things of, you know, explosion and everything that we kind of are starting to focus on that we didn't up until this point. Um, it's really great to see the kid is so strong, but he's also such a hard and humble worker that it's really great to see. If someone's going to break my record, there's no one better to do it than him. I was just about to ask, what, you, what do you feel like your reaction is going to be when, when your school records eventually fall to him? I can't wait to see it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be excited, hopefully right there with them and, and celebrating with them and hopefully being able to see him compete at the state level in both discus and chocolate. Over on the uh, girls side, again, talking about this uh, meet this past weekend, uh, Addison Hamilton wins the pole vault. Um, another student athlete we talk about every single season as well, Zoe Mayberry. Uh, top five in three different disciplines. Again, the epitome of a student athlete. What can't she do well? It seems like every it seems like every week. Okay, what Zoe do this week? It's just kind of kind of the beat goes on with her. But the other thing, it's cool cool to talk about. I know we've addressed this in the past. They're young. They, they, these are just two sophomores uh, going in and performing as we talked as I said against some high level Division One talent uh, at this meet uh, out at Elder. Uh, what kind of energy gets infused kind of into the overall program when you see two sophomores come in against some high, very very high level talent? and go out and win and podium in multiple disciplines. Yeah, I mean, they, they've kind of picked up where they left off last year, and everything, you can go right back and say what I did about Joel Allen, about them. The, the work that they've mm -hmm. put in the offseason is incredible, um, and, and kind of the focus that they have towards their craft for track and field. They want to take it to the next level, compete at the, uh, the state level, uh, uh, level as well as continue to put up new records on those record boards we might as well not even change one for Addie Hamilton because she's going to keep breaking her own record all just keep doing it and doing it and doing it but it's going to be <laughs> excited to keep doing that for her um and then Zoe Mayberry just you, you can there's so many great things you can say about what she what she does and um it, it's really great to see 
Some fans may not know that you also do some uh, athletic training around uh, Wyoming and, and work with the student athletes as far as building things up to, to help them out and to perform at their highest level. What's the uniqueness as far as getting the student athletes ready for track and field, not only with the running, but also with Joel as far as the shot put and the discus go, and then with Addie Hamilton with the pole vault? Is there kind of some kind of specialized things they work on, you work on with them to try to help them even more lock into what they do well and perform at even higher levels and break more school records? You know, at the end of the day, we still stay tried and true to, you know, kind of the, the core principles of strength and conditioning, but with, for them really work on a great, great core, great core work. Um, a lot of explosion um, sprinting, making sure that they're mobile because for both of their disciplines, that, that kind of works where it's just kind of an explosive thing, whether it's doing pole vault or throwing a discus and th they both have kind of honed in so much with that and get, and gotten so strong over the off season. It's so much fun to watch them on max out days and, um, competing with everybody else that they really kind of have taken a love into the next level of strength conditioning. And you see it when they go out to perform, you know, it shows. So it's, it's an example they're setting for other student athletes to where you want to get to that level. It's that, that type of work in the off season that you got to put in. Lastly, before I let you go, I also want to get your thoughts on kind of a, the balance, the work balance that you have there uh, at Wyoming. You're taking on more, more and more uh, duties there at Wyoming as an assistant athletic director uh, right now. So you've got a lot of administrative things to handle. We, I also mentioned, and, and I've seen you do it as well, working with kids from, a, from an athletic training standpoint. I've seen you in the weight rooms there, working with the kids and whatnot. What's that balance like for you on a day-to-day -day basis? Knowing you come in, I'm sure you've got a lot of administrative stuff to do early on, but also knowing later in the day, you might have some student athletes knocking the door and say, hey, Jeff, can you come work with me on this? Can you help me? Can you spot me here? Can you do this with me? What's that like for you? How, how full of a day do you get out of balancing both those things? It can be a pretty full day, but it's a lot of fun. You know, we have a lot of good structure that their kids are used to, especially when it comes to the weight room and then the work that I do during, during the day um, in the office. And, and I honestly think that that relationship with me in the weight room, putting those kids through some tough, some tough challenges, seeing them succeed through adversity, it really helps me in our relationship from an administrator and a coach to kind of merge that a little bit and have great relationships with the kids. And they want to compete, um, not only for me at the AD standpoint, but then also as the coach's standpoint, and it all kind of molds onto the field. As you're taking on more of an athletic administrator role, and, I, and, and this just, just popped in my head, so, so forgive me on that. How important is that going to be for you going forward as you take on more of an administrative role there at Wyoming to, to maintain that relationship with your student athletes? Because you know, you obviously it's some in some places at various levels, you'll hear you'll maybe see an athletic director, maybe kind of keep an arm's length and say, nah, that's for the coaching staff, nah, that's for the trainers, that type of thing. But that's not you. I, I've seen it in person many times out there at Wyoming. How important is that going to be for you going forward that as you take on more of an administrative role? that you still maintain that close relationship with your student athletes. I'm going to try to do it as best I can and, and maintain that. And I think it's going to be really important. It's important for myself. And I, I hope it's important for the student athletes and for the staff around here. Um, I, I think the results are showing that it is, there's a great relationship there. And, and I, it is something that's a big positive for us, for me to be involved at that level. I like to be hands-on with it um, and, and kind of see the work that they're putting on it putting through in, in the off season to then the success on the field. Um, it just makes me more and more excited every time I get a chance to see them compete. And um, I'm, you know, I hope I'm hoping that shows it's going to be a tough balance, but I'm excited for the challenge that it's going to bring. 
Well, and we're just getting going here early in the spring season, so we'll 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 check in and see how that balance is going uh, as we go forward. Jeff, great to talk to you once again. Great to be back here on the podcast, and we're looking forward to uh, seeing how the Cowboys uh, progress over the coming weeks. As always, Jason, great to see you. I really appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. That is Wyoming Assistant Athletic Director Jeff King joining us once again for Inside Wyoming Cowboys Athletics here on wyomingathletics.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.